As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Previously, home of the side of chaos. Dude, um, as always, I'm sorry I'm running late. Billy, you good? Yeah, man. I'm fucking great. Shannon, you good, bro? I'm fantastic. Oh, my God. Um, I do have – I mean, you guys want to pregame before we get there? Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I got green and I got some edibles. What are you down for? I'm about that smoke, bro. What about you? Let's, let's chew it up. Okay. Right, chew and smoke. Which one – like, why you choose uh, the green, man? I just want to get lifted, bro. I'm just trying to smoke. Do you feel like it gets you uh, high quicker than the than, a, than an edible? Nah, it's just what I'm used to. Just what you're used to. Yeah. What about you, bro? Um, well, uh, you know, it's I don't want to smell. You don't want to smell. I don't want to so, smell. So you're doing it just out of like I want to smell good. I got I got ready for tonight, and I don't want to mess up what I got. Exactly. I don't know about you, bro. I stay smelling good even <laughs> with the green on me. <laughs> oh, you reek of excellence, don't you, Billy? Absolutely. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, to a brand new episode with the Side of Chaos. This is Patricio, a.k.a. Rocky. Tonight, once again, I don't have a Jess, but I do have... Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Billy. And tonight, on tonight's episode, and actually for the next month, for the month of March, we want to focus more on Orlando. It's the artistic side, whether it's music, whether it's painting, whether it's just whatever flow you expel into the universe that is Orlando at this point for us right now. Uh, our first guest for uh, this, uh, this saga that we're doing for the month of March is an artist that I saw about, what was it, like two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two yep. weeks ago over at the Nook. And I'm not going to lie. I had a couple, a couple of uh, drinks. I had a couple of uh, greenery, and I was having an excellent time. But then when you came up, oh yeah, let me introduce our guest. I'm sorry, I'm just jumping right into it. Uh, Crescendo, guess. how you doing, bro? Yes, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Fantastic. And thank, uh, thank you for coming out, man. Yeah, man, I had to come out. Uh, you know, as soon as you said you're, you're on a podcast, I was like, well, 
I do a podcast too. Let's let's do this. Let's fucking cross promote. It's yes, a, it's a lie. Yes. Yo. We held them at gunpoint, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, you gonna come out? You gonna do this show, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. But uh, but yeah, no. Um, when we met, I gave you my card and I said, dude, I you literally like woke me up from uh from my uh from my but not a buzzkill, but like opened my eyes because your flow kind of was was speaking to me. I'm like, I want to have you on the show. I want to get to know you a little bit more. And, uh, dude, tell us, like, what got you, uh, well, what kind of music do you do? Well, I do hip-hop. I'm an MC, um, and, you know, it's a little bit of a lost art nowadays. Um, I love doing, um, whether it be freestyling, like, in the back of a car, you got the, the instrumental on, yeah. um, you know, or whether it be, like, at a show or an event, I, I'm an MC. I like to rock the mic, um, and it's... I love boom bap, but there's another side of me, and 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 there's also another side of me that's just huge into Latin urban. So like I love Ooh, like okay. like reggaeton and like that vibe gotcha, too gotcha. as well. So who's your favorite reggaeton artist? Uh, right now, um, you know, I'll I'll listen to some Bad Bunny. You okay. know, you know, he's a he's a he's, he's a good he's, he's making right his now. mark on the scene. You know, gotcha. I haven't. I honestly, I have. I've, I haven't listened to like reggaeton since like 2012. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of it now is like cross blended with trap and and kind of like. What do you think uh, about uh, D Smoke? D Smoke. I don't think I've heard of D. You haven't heard D Smoke yet. I'm, Yo, I'm probably, if you like hip hop, okay. All right. If you like hip hop, you like that urban that okay. that, that Hispanic urban. This okay. dude's D Smoke. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I got to get onto some D Smoke. <laughs> but um, right now, well, with the do you th- what do you think the evolution has been with reggaeton over the past few years? Um, I think it's you know, I mean, we we can kind of go and and dive into that. It's kind of funny because you know, a lot of people thought it would die out like immediately because of the, the ultimate house party music. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Like if you want to go to a house party and get grinded on. You go to a Hispanic house party, <laughs> and I think the icebreaker and, would yo, be gasol- you put a little bit of gasolina on, and I mean, yeah. they start they start. See, twerking no, I'm not even fucking with that, bro. I'm talking like, about like Wisin y Yandel. Yes, oh, as no. soon as you say Wisin y Yandel, you know, you get, get people going. Okay, then can I say Zion y Lennox? Yes, mean, of course, yeah, of course. Like when I think about it, like that's a vibe right yeah. there. That's a vibe right there. You know, like one of the one of the songs, um, "Estás tentando." Yeah, yo, when that song used to come on, <laughs> it was popping. You're yes, just like, of course, okay. everybody's like, "All right, let's go." You know, I was. I'm more of a. Let me hold up this wall real quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I gotta say, like, mo- I'm more of a old school uh, Don Omar. Don like Omar. when uh, Dale came out. I mean, uh, Dile came out. Like yeah. that song spoke to me because, like, yeah. I was, I was working at a strip club, working at a, a as a uh, DJ, working as a. Uh, uh, radio host like doing a lot of stuff that like had me out on the scene and you know i was in between girls a lot you know working from one working to the other and dile like spoke to me so much i'm like yo dude i gotta stop being this dude i gotta stop being the the so-called player and just like actually you know what i want to settle down for once i mean that that, that was that's, just like uh, that's 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 good that's good <laughs> and, and that you can get that from a a, a spanish reggaeton artist you can get if that you can get it from a- <laughs> well, that's what i'm saying yeah <laughs> No, but you know, I think I think that's like the power of when you hear uh, a message in a song versus 100%. just hearing the song. Because I mean, you could vibe to a song, and it could get you out of your funk. It could get you out of your, you know, your mood. But like when you hear a song with a message, and that's kind of like what I'm about is like bringing a song with a message. When you bring that message, that's when you're like, oh, whoa, you know, like like I caught him off guard. 
guard. He's, he's like, yo, I'm here at the Nook, and I got caught off guard because I didn't know lyrics were going to be here tonight. Yeah. You seem you know? mad humble when you, when you talk about it. Is that something that you feel definitely is something you bring to the table? Like, I've listened to your, I listened to your album, actually, um, and... Like the first thing I noticed was that it was really old school East Coast mm-hmm. feel. It's definitely boom pap. I was actually telling him that you have that boom pap. Like it's all like the minute I heard it, I immediately thought like Tropical Quest. I thought like you know old school like um, fuck. Can I go off of um, like the beats? Like I was just thinking like oh this guy's like a Jay Dilla selector. Yeah, he's definitely like he's definitely listening to that. You know what I'm saying? Like I was thinking like. Um, Fuji's, Tyler most of like those vibes. That, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, yo, these are the dudes that this guy is definitely looking up to. When it comes down to being in the Orlando scene, like I've been there already. Like I've mm-hmm. legit been there already. I won't even mention people's names, but who are you? Like, who are you working with solely? Because there's like mm-hmm. a yeah. line that you said, like, um, where you said something about I have to beg to get to get you on a feature. Yeah, like. Who like who are you talking about right there? Yeah, with with, with lines like that, like there was a time when when I wrote the album, this yeah. was probably like that specific song was re- actually written about like nine years ago. Gotcha. And I was I was getting onto the scene. I was working through like my different connections, and I was working with certain artists um, in the actual Christian hip hop. Gotcha. I and 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 that's another thing that like I'm really big on. Is I was going to ask hip-hop. you about that because I knew I, like you had some lines in there where you were talking about like I praise the Lord and stuff like that. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, okay, so is he leaning on that Christian hip hop like side of things? And yeah. I noticed that you did like you just said earlier, you don't curse, and I noticed that that wasn't something that came through with you with your music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I was like, okay, so he's got like he's got like an old school hip hop vibe. Not only that, but he's like. He's pulling the NF, you know what I'm saying? There's not a yeah. there's not a single person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So of course, with that shit, I was just like, yo, like where like what where would you like put yourself? Where do you want to see yourself? Well, and and here's here's the most difficult thing about what I do in, as far as music wise. Yeah. So, um growing up, I got into music. Actually, I got into rap making fun of rap. Really? So, so, so I made fun of it. I I did a like a, a silly song and but then i realized that you know i was able to write and, and write how i felt and actually impact people with what i was saying yeah um it was i think uh around 2005 ish that kanye west dropped college dropout okay yep. and so when i started doing my music i started doing Bad it actually album. just gotta throw it yeah, out there I, I did it i was doing it you know i was doing my music through my church so it was like you know like this kind of like you know, I, I want to do music, but it's like this weird place. But then Kanye drops like Jesus Walks in the midst of a whole boom bap record. Yeah. And people are like, you know, I mean, it's not fully Christian. I wouldn't say it's like crazy Christian, but it was a big statement. Oh, of course. And I was like, you could be conscious and you can be dope. Yeah. But you could still believe in God and not be like, like completely selling out of like the whole Christian hip hop. Well, I think, I think that's you know? a, a huge statement. Like, I think that you find out that a lot of these, um, a lot of the hip hop artists, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the ones that I listen to, we find out that, um, that they are like mm-hmm. extremely religious. Um, the only thing is, is that they find that balance 
to figure out like, yo, I know what leads me to who I need to be. Like you see a difference in the artist. Like um, one of my favorite artists, which is Royce the Five Nine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've listened to him. Oh yeah, um, he's like dope. His latest album, The Allegory, probably like I noticed it last. The last album that he put out. Which was it was it was a more mental state for him. It was a new state, like mm-hmm. where it was him actually coming through the record rather than this facade. Yeah, and I think that that's something I see. And when you see different artists going through that transition, yeah. you see that with like artists like um, uh, um, Kanye West eventually did that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mm-hmm. But then he flipped over and then did his crazy shit. I'm yeah. I'm not going to lie. And then, but you have people like Common. You yeah. have people like um, Talib Kweli, and then you have people like Most Def, which then flipped his name to Yazin Bay. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, and, and like you see these these transitions, and yet when you see these transitions, I, I mean, you, you you see it, you've seen it even before in uh, not even outside of hip hop. If you go back to late '70s, early '80s with Cat Stevens, when you know when he had his uh, his revelation, and I wish I can remember the actual name that he went off of after after Cat Stevens, but. Well, 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 yeah, no, it's like, but I think what's what's good about these artists is that they find a true balance as to I'm still going to make music that's still good Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to give you like, I'm not going to force feed you what I believe, you know what I'm saying? I'm still going to give you bits and pieces of it, but I'm still showing you like there's something more to this life. And I'm sure, I'm sure there are, there there are artists out there like yourself, you know, who, who emphasize on the, the message itself. Yeah. Because I mean, that that's what, what you believe. That's what you, what defines you. Uh, Would you agree or no? Yeah. And, and, and like to, to go off that, it's like, I'm, I'm not a thug. I am not, uh, you know, like pulling chicks. I'm not doing like, I'm not drinking every night. I'm I'm probably not smoking every night. I'm just I'm I'm vibing I with am. you guys. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> I just want to throw it out there. I am. <laughs> no, no. It's, it, and and the thing is, if you are, that's that's you. That's that's your life. You know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah. Uh, that's. But for me, like, I, I'm not going to convey that through my music. I'm not like I'm not sponsored by Corona. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I am not. You know, you know, like. So when I when I write my music, I write it from a place of like this is what I'm going through. Authenticity. This is. This, this, this is like a conversation I'm having. And that's why Conversations with Constellations is the name of the album is because I'm like, okay, you ever have that moment where you just like at at almost at your wits end and you just like stare up at the sky and it's like like the stars are out and you're like talk to. and you're just like talking and whether you believe in God or not, for me it was like I'm talking with God and I'm just like this is how I feel and I was like let me let me name the record that because that's what it is. It's a conversation with something bigger than myself. Conversations with constellations. Okay, I'm not trying to be a dick. Um, that um, you said that, and I thought about Simba looking yeah. up <laughs> yeah. to his pops. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I thought of. Like not for nothing. Um, but yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, like I noticed that. All right, and I noticed there was such. <laughs> I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Um, but uh, but honestly, what I. What I noticed was like that name, um, conversations and constellations. Like that immediately thought that made me think because I'm an artist as well. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, it's 
I saw like poetry within that. That and and obviously you're just explaining it, so it is what it says. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that shit is actually pretty pretty awesome. It's good to see that type of artistry being conveyed within the actual music itself. Yeah, and 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 the thing is with with my message and everything, I've never been one to be overly like Jesus this, Jesus that. You know what I mean? Like nah. there's certain artists that do that, and and salute to them. I know that they have a certain feel. Um, I used to rap a lot for for youth groups and different churches. Yeah, and um, you know, over the years, I've gotten older, and my taste like brought me back to the '90s. That that '90s feel, and I was like, "What if I just drop a record? What if I do it?" And I work with a a producer that brings that sound and 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 gives you that nostalgic feel, but bring it now. Who was like, the producer that helped you with this? Uh, the producer that worked on it was Nalades. Okay, I know that's a crazy name, but he used to go by Knowledge, and um, you know, there's like 500 rappers named Knowledge. <laughs> there really is. Um, you know, he's like Knowledge with an A. It was like still there's like 300 more still that have. <laughs> um, so then he he actually like someone joking around was like, oh, you're like Knowledge, like Nalades, like joking around like a a Greek name. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with that, like, his, his persona was born. And um, working with him, I worked um, – we worked through – actually, we were working on another project. Okay. And we've been working on it since 2014. Gotcha. And this past year, we ended up doing this whole entire project left field. Like, okay. away from that project. So we ended up working on it and – What was the reason for going left field on that? So part of it – was um so a few of the tracks on the album i had written like i was saying in 2011 Uh so i was like these are great tracks i had them up on spotify and a couple different places but the producer actually had me take them down because he didn't want me to use those beats so i was like okay and because i didn't have a written contract or anything like that you can get played easily but I, i i did it respectfully i said you know what you know, honestly, I, I did do it in a mixtape fashion, and then I yeah. still put it online. So what I ended up do, doing is actually I ended up paying him double of, like, any revenue that I made on those tracks. Yeah. And I took him down. And when I told the other producer, he's like, bro, let's let's just do some remixes, you know? Yeah. Might as well. And so we went down this so rabbit hole. So is the remix, hole. like, the loophole to that? Well, that's the the loophole. The lyrics are still mine. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And but I I didn't use any of his production or original production at all. Okay. So it was like completely original um, production. Is the boom pap stuff like literally where you stick? Where you feel like that's your your area? Oh, I love boom bap. You know, like that to me is like like when I started doing music, like yeah. that's the the lane I wanted to go. Okay. Uh, because again, college dropout was like my first introduction. Okay. And then because of that, I got into oh, what's Talib do? Like oh, what does Most Def do? Oh, because the thing is, I didn't grow up on hip hop like some other artists. Were you a fan of like um, Lupe Fiasco and stuff oh, like that? Yeah, I love Lupe. I love Lupe. I love um, Lauren Hill is like probably one of my biggest favorites. Okay. Um, you know the singing and the rapping. Um, some of her stuff on the Unplugged, MTV Unplugged. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. She was bold. She was, like, on MTV saying, you guys are going to hell, pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and she was bold enough to share and say, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this. This is my life. And sharing her heart. She got, like, blackballed at the end of the day. Exactly. She but, got, um, you know. But, but that's, that's, that's the nature of, this, of the industry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What do you, so what I'll ask you is, what's your, what's your idea for yourself within the, 
the music world and the entertainment business? I I see myself as um, as an artist who right now doesn't necessarily care about mainstream love. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to do it for radio play. I'm not trying to do it to be your your ringtone. Like the music I'm doing you have is, that line is in your, you have you that know, line like, in your tracks. <laughs> like literally, I listen to it, and there are lines like you do. Like you said, like this is not ringtone music. You know what I'm saying? That's one of your lines in the tracks. You also spoke about like um, not wanting to. Like this is what I'm asking. Like pretty much is like, are you? Are you looking to? Is this just a passion for you and a hobby where you actually have a career to fall back on, or is this like something that you actually do eventually want to have um, some sort of a steady revenue off of? You know what I'm saying? I'd I'd like to have a steady revenue off of it, but I yeah. wouldn't want it to be at the sake of saying that this is just a hobby. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I think any artist who is really real about their music won't say it's a hobby. Hell no. You know, anybody who really is passionate will be like. Nah, the idea, I, the overall I think, I think idea. It's signed. But the thing is, like, I don't want to compromise who I am or what I want to do. No, and there. I, I'm sorry. I want to. I want to interrupt on this one. I I agree with you 100 percent on that because I get a lot of people saying to me, "Oh, you know," they ask me, "You know, how's the podcast going? How the podcast going?" And once in a while, they'll throw they'll throw out the word hobby. Like, mm-hmm. look at. Look around you real quick. I mean, this isn't your run of the mill production style. Uh, yeah, we're still learning. We're still, you know, uh, fixing things here and there. But like, I have a team that's dedicated. I I love what I do, and w- within us, we have a goal. We yeah. have a goal with this podcast, and I mean, th- this is my passion. This is our passion. So I, I get what you're saying right there in regards to doing what you love. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, and I'm, I'm sorry for kind of steering the uh, the conversation a bit. At the beginning of, uh, of of this, you had said in regards to the music giving a message to influence others out there. What what was the message that, that you received that told you, hey, you should do music? Um, I think the the message that came through for me was um, that you have purpose, um, that you have an identity, and and you are loved. Um, that's the message that, that I got originally from, you know, God and, and my walk with Jesus. Okay. You know, and that's, that's me being bold with my faith. But I think the other part of it is, is just knowing that whether it be, you know, as, as loud as the person that's going to the church service with a suit and tie, I could be that person, that pastor at a barn, sit down next to you and have a conversation with you in your language, mm-hmm. you know, rather than having a conversation where you might never even see a pulpit. So my whole idea behind my music and who I am, like my whole launch of my tour, um, which I'm announcing to you guys now. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, Congratulations. Uh, it's called Say Less um, off the track on the album. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's on my hat. But it's it's to say less and be more with who you are. You know what I mean? And and. I'm not doing uh, any of the stops at any churches, which I'm I'm very accustomed because I'm I'm a, a little bit bigger in the Christian hip hop realm. I I throw an open mic um, once a month. Um, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At my home church, we bring in Christian artists from all over. There's been artists from Tampa, Fort Lauderdale. Um, you know, I had... Someone flying from Detroit, Michigan. Like, oh, damn! Um, we had uh, Toronto come come through. Um, so we've had international artists come through and just love the spot and just love what we're doing. Um, it's it's a small venue. It looks like a small comedy club because it's like covered in bricks. Yeah. And um, you know, our, our mission has always been that that open mic is called the Verb. So it's basically putting the word into action. So well, even no, even the smallest stage can get, uh, can. Uh, produce the biggest uh oh my god i just had the poetry in my freaking head the the smallest stage can make the biggest impact yes true. and 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 what i like about it is that it's an intimate venue so artists actually have to like when they're speaking on the mic people are listening it's yeah. not just a big crowd it's not just a big youth group it's not just a big audience so um with that being said even today um because of it you know it, it's open doors like i i, I got to rap at a at a local school in Sanford. Okay. And I got to talk to the kids and kind of like share, you know, I did a, a song called Dream, trying to encourage them and different things like that. So, you know, it, I may not be like, it's funny because Dream is a boom bap song. Okay. And these kids are like all young kids, you know, and I'm expecting, oh my gosh, you're going to kind of like cringe at like old school music, but music is universal. It's- if it's If it's good, it's good. People will clap their hands. They will dance. They will get excited. They will, you know, animate if the music is good. Yeah. Music is the language of everyone. That's what I like. It's universal. It is the language that everyone speaks, you know. And when you see when you see people like vibing with your music, I know the one thing is the minute people hear it and you can see their faces light up. That's the immediate like connection between you and that audience and you know that you're reaching multiple people. It's honestly such a, for me, because I'm not just, I'm not an artist. I'm actually a producer, writer, like mm, legit, like I yeah. literally do it all. So when I can play something for someone, whether it's, or I write something for someone and show them like, this is what it is. This is how it goes. When you see them, like look at it and their eyes light up and they're like, wait, hold on. That immediately is the spark to me that I always look for. Main reason why is because this for me, music is my life. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it since, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> since far be, far before, like, most people would even imagine, you know what I'm saying? And I started doing metal. Bef- yeah. Like, and then eventually I flipped over into doing hip-hop. Um, That's crazy. Um, like, what I was listening to in high school was, like, System of a Down. Yeah. I was listening to Linkin Park. That was, like, the closest to really, like, rap that I would really. Okay. I would say when I was younger, I was closer to like the pop, hip hop, 
like I would I would I would listen to like you know cuz I grew up in Chicago so of course hip hop came on and then house came on so then house <laughs> like and I'm not talking about like you know I'm talking about like Debbie Deb you know like stuff like that yeah. you know what I mean I mean I I I I think we've talked about this that same night that yeah. uh, I'm also from Chicago and I grew up on a different style of hip hop. I grew up with uh, listening to Crucial Conflict uh, mm-hmm. back in the day in, uh, in the early 90s. And yeah, I would get thrown on to like the pop hip hop through uh, B96. Mm-hmm. So like that was like my only uh, source of music. So I didn't have cable. Uh, every now and then I go to my cousin's house and, you know, he, he would have MTV and yeah. I would see, you know, uh, some of the uh, current artists. And then I got exposed to Biggie because of MTV. I didn't know about Biggie because B96 didn't play all, all his, all his stuff, like limited stuff here and there because of the style of, his, of, of rap that he had back in the day. But, um, I'm sorry, I forgot where I was going with yeah. this. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah that, that, that was like the, the style of hip hop that I learned, uh, through, um, Kush Conflict and there. They were more of a. Uh, they were vulgar. They actually no. They were really, really uh, vulgar. So I guess at my early stage of development, like that's where I steered with with the hip hop. And I've I've been, I've been involved with uh, church groups, uh, youth groups, and um, ministries for for a while in my teenage years. And th- despite my 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 personal uh, reference, my personal view on that, it was. I understand that the message that, that comes from these uh, from these songs, and from what I heard from you, like you're you're steering uh, clear of like that influential negativity. Yeah, if I would say. Yeah, and 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 to to be honest, I feel like there's a time and place for me to talk to you about your convictions and what you feel is right and wrong, and you can do that through music, but I feel like. Through music, like there's there's a universal message that can be shared that you don't have to be like, well, you need to do this, you need to do that, like, because the thing is, a lot of it is preferences. And when it comes yeah. to religion, you know, like, you know, I I came from a time when when I was doing music in churches, I would have to like take my earrings off or cover up my tattoos, even though my tattoos are Bible verses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like don't don't. You know what I mean? Like I grew yeah. up in Spanish churches, ah, no, so it's no, like no. no, you know. <laughs> and so you know, to come from a place where it's funny though, because now nowadays, like I can play Christian hip hop at a church and they're not going to freak out because of people like Lecrae and NF, you know, that like literally crossed over and did mm-hmm. their thing, you know. And so, I, I mean, I personally am not in that that realm. Maybe I'll do trap. I might experiment with it, you know, but I like personally love boom bap because that's like really what caught my ear now for the for the listeners i want to ask and and for me too like you guys have been talking it back and forth i'm not that knowledged in the uh in the world of music i have my preferences whatever whatever but explain what boom bop is boom bap okay so it, it it literally is um you you think it's of the like table beat. like like the boom bat boom 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 bat That's the simple. It literally yes. says "boom bap" in it. Okay. So, so like you think of like Wu Tang, you think of Tribe Nas. Called Quest, Nas. Okay. Um, you see, I would just it would for me it was just labeled hip hop. I didn't know that it was a certain genre of hip hop. Well, that was the thing. Like that was the original. That was the ori- like that was like the original beat that you can get. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like that's the lunchroom table beat. You know what I'm saying? Like. How many times then, you ain't hear somebody in the, like, the lunch table? And then, and and then, and then, and then if you think it. of like the original like songs, like 
let me tell you about a story of me, and it's you and me and a grand MC. Like, you know, like they used to, like, rap like that, like the Grandmaster Flex and, yeah. and all of those guys. But then we had people who changed up their flows, like Nas or, like, Wu-Tang. That got a little bit more intricate with their lyrics, that got more intricate with their flows. And then you got, like, revolutionary people like Eminem that, like, are fitting, <laughs> like, I don't know how many syllables in one line. Um, it's beyond. It's beyond. It's beyond me. Um, so I got to give a quick shout out to uh, my friend Misty. I am doing my best. I hope by Friday I'll be able to do the uh, Godzilla challenge. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would never try that. Um, Dude, I have the yeah, lyrics Eminem. at my desk right now because I've been like I've been trying to memorize them. Because when Rap God came out, I mean the Summer Lama doing Lama, I, I got that. I, I got it down. But because it was a smaller verse and not as many, it was only two hundred fifty words. In a, in a span of uh, uh, 30 seconds. Yep. But you, you break down um, Godzilla, it's a lot more in, in those 30 seconds. Yep. Yeah, I think he broke a, a world record with that one. He did. He did. But, yeah, I mean, that's – and see, that's the thing. Like, um, the difference and, – and the reason why we have to call it boom bap now because – I think maybe back in the day they would say old school hip hop. It was just original hip hop. Or hip hop. They would just say hip hop. And then there was the, you know, the Dirty South brand that came out. Mm-hmm. Then there was like the New York style. See, East but style was New, like, York, New York was boom pap. Yeah, it still kept with that. Like, and then you figured, what you realize is that a lot of the shit started changing. Um, obviously, flows and the ideas and the way they actually presented themselves. One of the biggest things for me, um, one of the first albums I listened to was um, 36 Chambers. So Wu-Tang Clan was mm-hmm. literally my introduction to hip-hop. I remember I was seven years old. My mom got me like a three-pack of cassette tapes, and she had no idea what she got me. She just knew that she got me Tupac's Onyx and... Wu Tang Clan. Wow. Um, I needed. I <clears throat> and what was crazy is that it was a three pack and it had all their albums and it was back to fuck up from Onyx. Yeah. It was Tupacalypse by Tupac oh, wow. and Thirty Six Chambers. And because I was so out of the box and I was so different, Tupac didn't stand out to me. So I was like, Nah, I don't need this. <laughs> Onyx was just fucking like ridiculously like over the top for me, and I was just like, Nah, don't need this as a seven year old. But then all of a sudden I heard Wu Tang. And here was something that I could identify with. And you're like, mm-hmm. it wasn't. It, that's not even what caught me. <laughs> what caught me was I remember like sitting down on like Saturday mornings watching Fox Five, and I would watch it with my stepfather, and we'd watch like martial art flicks. So ah. that was like the immediate like snap in my mind. I was like, oh my god, wait, they talk about Thirty Six Chambers. Like I know this movie. This is Master Killer. What the fuck? Like yeah. let's get back into this. And so the minute I heard that, I was immediately drawn into it. Then all of a sudden, I remember like hearing the verses and like hearing the different styles. You know what I'm saying? You had like Raekwon and fucking Ghostface who was super laid back. You had Method Man who was just real more. He was rugged, but he was still commercial. You yeah. had like the RZA who was mad, like RZA the Jizza. Those dudes were just knowledge on top of knowledge, and yeah. you can hear that. And then all of a sudden they had their skits where they're like, you know, cracking jokes on each other. So that shit to me was immediately like, this yep. is the first form of hip-hop I was introduced to. And it's like, yeah, I'm chilling with my boys. Like, it just felt like that type of record is a, I'm hanging out with my boys and they're all freestyling. And it's his turn, it's his turn, it's his turn. 
and then like y'all are joking in the middle. Of it. <laughs> the, la- <laughs> the last album I felt like that with, um, which was more recent, which was last year's Dreamville album, um, Revenge of the Dreamer, yeah. um, three. I thought that um, was it three or th- or two, one of the one one of the other. Um, all I know is that that shit was like legit. I thought that that album was a great album altogether between the writing, the actual um, information that they were giving out, the actual messages. All of it was just there for me. Yeah. And especially when I'm, I'm from the hood, I'm from the Bronx, you know what I'm saying? And coming from that aspect and that area, knowing what it's like and then hearing like the different perspectives. And now you're not just getting that dirty South like from people that are from the South. You know what I'm saying? You're getting like they understand, okay, there was hip hop and then there was the shit that we came out with at one point. Yeah. And at one, and I'm not saying that it's shit, but there was like music that came out, and for New Yorkers, I remember hearing it and going, "I don't understand what the fuck these dudes are saying." Yeah, I mean, you have, um, you know, Outcast. You have people. Outcast was a different, a way what different. Ca- what category would you put Outcast <laughs> in? Outcast was hip hop. Yeah, Outcast was, de- was definitely hip hop. But like the reason I, I mentioned them is because they came from the south, and then we got like, but then we had the the shift with like the 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 Ludacris and the Ti, and and those people who I feel like there was people that even came before them. Yeah, yeah, so, oh, yeah. Like, so you had like so you had people like drama. You know, what I'm saying you had like this really over the top. Like you heard it with um, what's that guy's name? Um, was it like Big Mike or some shit like that? Yeah, like. What was that song? Even even Petey Pablo, like that North Carolina stand up, like that was like over the top, like Dirty South hip hop. And for me, would Petey Pablo be considered Dirty South or Midwest? No, that's fucking. He's from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then like for for me, like like Plies, for example. Like I can't relate to him, but I know people that can. See, like Plies, like I. So when I had to like at first, I had to like wait. What is he saying? Like at first, when I came out so to Southern, Florida, that's all they played, and they played a chopped and screwed, so you could understand it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when I came to Florida, <laughs> when I came to Florida, um, that was in 2008. That was the first time I heard of Plies ever, and and I and I went to the area where he's from because that's. I was in um, the Cocoa Beach area. Yeah. So that Cocoa, Mims, all that shit, that's where he's from. Yeah. And so I then met all these people that were like, yo, Plies. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> and then I went to a club and I heard it and I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was just some <laughs> really like, to me, it was just like, it, it, it sounds, what kids will say ratchet music is. Yeah, and it was like to me, I was like, I can't relate to this shit, but obviously it's there gutter. are people. It's yeah. gutter, yeah. like you know what I mean, like and and that's the thing, like as you know, as music progresses, like I listen to Middle Child, and that like that song like sticks with me from from J Cole because it's like you have to find your balance. As to he's where literally you are. rapping trap, but talking about old school and trap and where he stands and how he's in the middle somehow. Absolutely. And how he's like basically, like where you know where do I go from here? But like at the same time, you either adapt or you get held back. Now I'm not saying that like I have to do trap, but I, if I'm gonna do trap, I'm gonna do it on my terms. I want to do it right, and I want to feel comfortable doing it. I don't want it to seem like it's fake of me either. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, what I noticed, what I noticed with your album was your your flow seems to be consistent. You know, um, is is there? A, do you have a more dynamic flow? 
to yourself? I, I, I could say that um, in different projects and different beats, I think I do. Um, my first project that I did, I had um, I worked with a Latin producer. Okay, he's my best friend, um, Louis, and with with that album we did. Okay, and, and I still have some of that content, and I even perform one of the songs today because it kind of lasts and, and, and bleeds over. Yeah, but like when it came down to it, it's like with the with the the boom bap, I just found the comfort. And I found the flow. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and it's it's a little bit easier for me to get my thoughts across. Mm-hmm. But what I want to do is I've I've done some double time. Okay. Um, I, I want to experiment more with that. Yeah. Um, not just to follow and sue with Eminem or NF. Or N- no. Like that, but just really just. Like really, because it's fun to do. That's that was actually one of the things I was notable for out here. Um, in 2014 was when I actually started doing hip hop, and I started after like I did a EP, not even an EP. I put together like a matter, uh, like a certain amount of tracks. Uh, he was one of the people who got to see me. <laughs> like it was literally, I put together a amount of tracks because me and my homeboy were we were just like fucking around and. We put together a certain amount of tracks, and all of a sudden, I started rapping. And within two months, people noticed me. And within two months, I was already like being picked up to go on tour out here. So it was one of those situations where you see it, and it's like I've like got to meet quite a couple people out here, and I've gotten either a good taste or a bad taste in my mouth. Oh yeah, I and mean, so <laughs> I mean, with any any local scene, and I'll say this like kind of with a with with a grain of salt, just to be less political, you know. You're going to you're going to run into people that want to stay here, people that want to leave, and then the people that don't know where they're going. 100%. And the thing is, uh, with the people that want to stay here, they usually end up controlling a lot of the scene by default because they they're veterans. Yeah. Um and I'm not saying anything cuz I I know great veterans and then I know some veterans that just like come just on, been able bro. to linger around for yeah. a while. Yo, you're you're not you're not saying it. I've literally I used to work for a music company out here, and I got to meet every, like just about every rapper walking into the store, <laughs> literally. And we'd talk, and then they'd tell me some shit, and I'd be like, "Yo, just, just do this, do that, stay clear of this person." They'd be like, "Oh my god, I met that person, and I can't fucking stand them," and I'd be like. Stay clear of them. Exactly, <laughs> and it's as simple as that. Like, yeah, um, you know, it's it, and it's not like I'm trying to like put a bad name on people because if that was the case, like I'd be blasting them right now. No, yeah. that's that's I'm not going to do that. But what I will say is, I think there's an idea and an understanding as to what you can do and the limits yeah. to what people can do out here. And I know that some people set me up for some people set me up to like go in the right direction but they wanted me to go in the direction that they felt was necessary for me mm-hmm. although it wasn't it wasn't like you said that true originality like being yourself um being offered record deals yeah them things will happen and they'll yeah. come but they come with a particular idea and, and a molding behind it and that shit is not cool i could tell you right now i am not interested in a record deal unless it's distribution I like Distribution it. and touring. Those are the only type that's, of record deals you should look into. That's that's the only thing right now. Because right now, um, me and, and my friend Aladeus, we, we already have uh, a mini label, uh, a yeah. set of creatives. Oh, nice. So we got um, Soyuz Rio, who's a producer. 
He's a videographer and photographer. Okay. We have Andre, who is a um, graphic designer, but also he raps as well. Gotcha. And then we got um, Nala Deus, who raps, produces, sings, mixes, and masters. So it's like this collective we got together. And for me, on my part, what I kind of bring to the table is I work social media outside of doing music. So yeah. like social media is, is my game. So like how do we, you know present the front because at the same time like we could be great artists but if we're not presentable in 2020 people will look over us but the thing is everything is presentable nowadays in 2020 <laughs> yo yeah. it's yeah. true it's and I'm, I'm i'm saying that just from i i go online and i find artists all the time and I, i'll listen to their shit just because of the fact of it's not what they look like no more it's not what they pr- – it's the music that they bring. Yeah. Like I've literally seen some dude who looked like a like a legit – like he was stoned off – not even stoned. Like he was fucking on some real drugs. Mm-hmm. But he was performing a song that I heard and I was like, oh, shit, this song is, this song is legit. But this dude looks completely out of his mind. Out of his mind. Yep. What? And it's like <laughs> – but it's still – but the song still goes hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like – Everything is presentable nowadays. It's just how you're presenting it and whether or not you have – at least for me, it's whether or not you have that personality that you bring to the table. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, what I'll ask is as, an, as a hip-hop artist, mm-hmm. do you have that competitive edge to you where – like obviously you're in a camp with a bunch of rappers, right? Yeah. So if you're in a camp with a bunch of rappers, are you guys ever battling it out? Not like going at each other, but you guys are trying to one-up each other on your verses? And – that's I think that's actually um, been a, a bit of my motivation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. I did do a track. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere wear with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's soy uh, and soy is a producer and i remember um we got the track done and then he recorded his verse and as soon as he recorded his verse i was like ah oh, snap now it's time to get. Now it's now, crunch time. Now I gotta write and, and be super lyrical on this song. Shit just got real at that point, yeah, huh? I was like, yo, it got real. So like, I'm over here, um, like, okay, what 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 metaphors can I use? What can I do? You know what I mean? So what I ask you is, is for your process for writing, right? What mm-hmm. do you what are you thinking? Like, are you someone who sits down? And you think of an idea, like you start to pattern, like for me, when I write, one of the biggest things is I think about how I can use a word and then I look for all its actual, um, I look for every other word in the world that is the same exact meaning mm-hmm. to 
reference still that idea and convey that idea through the music. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you pull open the fucking thesaurus and you're like, this is what I need right now because I'm yeah. going to go ahead. Are you one of those artists? Um, I'll do thesaurus. I'll do um, – when it comes to rhyming, I like to do um, multi-schemes when I can. But the multi-schemes, I want them to make sense and I want them to be tricky. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, – with the project, I was I was telling you guys I used some of those older records. Mm-hmm. So what I did is actually rewrote some of the lyrics. Gotcha. So like saying stuff like um, "Time's got a grip," that's a wristwatch. Like it's a simple line, but like think about that. Time's got a grip, like a ri- like yeah. You literally. So it's like it's it's lines like that. Like I'm trying to like be clever in those ways, but it's for me like. Punchlines were always a little bit tougher for me because I like to free range with my write, yeah. writing. So I sometimes just might write to write, and then I'll go back and like, okay, let me erase this and maybe insert a punchline here. Because sometimes I'm, I like to just free range it. You know, I'll be I mean? honest. Like, I'm I I I I write to write. Like literally, yeah. I write to write. Like I'll like. There's a line that I'll always go back to where I said, um, "How many? How many?" What are we counting? Uh, we're at 44. We're just going to take a quick break because I haven't needed to go to break since 36. I no doubt. I haven't to the bathroom since 36. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to refill our cups. We're going to do what we got to do, and we'll be right back. They say that ignorance is bliss. Why they live like God doesn't exist. Knowledge at our fingertips supposed to be a gift. Maybe we forget we reminisce on the first prince of Gutenberg. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is With the Side of Chaos. I am Billy and joined with... This is Patricio, a.k.a. Rocky. And we have Crescendo in the house today. Yeah, yeah. And we going ahead and we getting into this conversation right now. We're going to go ahead and talk about, I guess, because Pat. Well, before I, even, before I even get to that, I want to give a shout out, uh, not to a person, but to a group of people, to actual countries right now. Because um, the, the format that we use is called Spreaker. Uh, you know, we pay Spreaker. Spreaker puts it out on all the social medias. The All the content. All the content. The, the iHearts, the Spotify, everything. They take care of that for the us. The iTunes. Yes, the iTunes. Finally, freaking Apple uh, took so long to get back to me on that one. Woo. But uh, our numbers in the U.S., Billy, have actually gone down a little bit. Yeah, because we're actually going we're, – we're spiking in different countries. We're spiking right now. And i got to give shout-out to Guam. Shout-out to Brazil. Shout out to France, and you, you want to do from uh, India down? All right, so we got India, we got Germany, United Kingdom, we got Turkey, Colombia, um, Taiwan, and others. So Taiwan, like Taiwan, that's, I like that. Wee. I don't know if they understand what we're saying, if, and if we offend you guys, we're so sorry. But uh, yeah, seriously, thank you so much for uh, boosting up our numbers uh, across the sea. So if someone is listening to us in France... Hey, we love you. Bonjour. Uh, bonjour. Uh, do we know any Portuguese? Um, do the bang. It's like, how are you doing? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were bullshitting me on that. No. <laughs> uh, Colombia, oh yeah, gracias por escuchar. Uh, Turkey, I wish I knew. I only eat I only eat it. Damn, bro. That's not even... <laughs> that's nowhere near what you're thinking. Whoa. But okay. Um, Cannibal. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have. I, I should have thought that one out. Um, no, more. honestly though, thank you um, from all of us here at um, with the side of chaos. Um, this is actually pretty amazing that we're actually reaching those formats. Yeah, um, United Kingdom, thank you guys. Honestly, 
We definitely appreciate that. And we're going to keep going, and we appreciate Give a like and subscribe to our Facebook page. Share the content. Uh, post it. And believe me, if you send us a message, we're going to give you a direct shout-out on the show. So all your friends in Germany, France, Brazil, and beyond the, beyond that uh, spectrum, we, we want to reach as many people as possible. Absolutely. And we want to expose you know people like Crescendo right there because like his art is, is genuine. His art is you know coming from his heart. It's got a message that he feels the world should hear. And sometimes, you know, we have topics that we want to discuss. We want to give our opinions. Absolutely. And we're blessed to, to have a platform where we're able to reach exactly. those kind of numbers. Every now and then I have to get on my soapbox. Yeah. Do you, do you have your soapbox tonight? No, nah, I don't have my soapbox tonight. You don't no. got your soapbox we, tonight? We don't need that box here today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about happy things. We, we're talking we about hip-hop. Okay, so you know what? I, yeah. I, oh, God, I really do want to talk about it. Um, this right here that I have in front of me. God. Okay, so so let me just get into this real quickly. Oh, Pat wants Pat wants to talk about Eminem and this um, this this uh Godzilla challenge challenge. You're not gonna do it on the show. I'm not gonna do it on the show. I'm not but, because okay, okay. So what is it? Open about a TikTok this? account. And then... Oh no, I, have, I, I do have. <laughs> yeah, the do that. Do that shit on TikTok, buddy. But no, no. So what's the um what's What's so, what's so fascinating to you about this? So once again, Eminem, you know, with his album uh, uh, "Music to Be Murdered By" dropping earlier this year. Yep. Um, yep. I loved it. There were a couple songs out there that that kind of spoke to me, and there were songs where like, "Damn, bro, okay, okay, you know, slow down a bit." But the one that stood out for me the most was Godzilla because I like that that fast rap. I love the fast rap that he threw on Ringer. I love the fast rap that he threw on um, on a uh, rap god. And even with uh, when he did Homicide with uh, with Logic, I mean that right there was just like this, I love the speed. And what I love to do is did you like Bone Thugs in Harmony? Oh, fuck yeah, okay, dude, come on, just, the nineties, man. I'm just asking. I mean, the nineteen ninety drill. I mean, I, 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 I should have that at home. Do you know? Yeah, I just ask. See, that's the only <laughs> song I just can't fuck with, bro. Like, like. Like that, but, really? There's there's so much more. Exactly. Like that's <laughs> that's the one song, song that everybody. No, surprisingly, the only the song that immediately comes to mind is um wake up. Okay, it's the ah, first of the up, month. Wake up! It's the first of the month. I gotta yeah. give I gotta give a shout out to uh, Notorious Thug. And oh, absolutely, armed and dangerous. Oh, yeah. Ain't too many can bang with us. Straight up, we know angel us, label us, notorious. Thug ass niggas love, got love to yeah. Thug ass niggas got love to bust. Like, right you get, I, know this, I know what you're saying right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking notorious <laughs> thugs. Like, don't fuck with me, bro. All day long. But, yes. um, but yeah, so Eminem threw out the song Godzilla. And behind that, I think it's just like keeping the momentum going on publicity and everything. He started what's called the Godzilla Challenge. And the song itself at the very end, if you've heard it, the last 30 seconds of the song, he goes brrr, freaking fast. All right, and that's that's um that, that's what I would like to call um eating pussy tongue. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, just saying. Like, all right, my, well, my apologies if I if I did that to the mic. My apologies, Mike. You, you just did. Yeah, but, <laughs> but no, Mike. <laughs> but no, I'm saying it right here, right now. Uh, next episode, not the one that we're doing, not the Sunday Funday Chaos that we're doing with Don Price. Oh yeah, announcing it right now. This Sunday, we're going to be sitting down with Don Price out his uh, out at uh, his ranch. We're going to be doing some uh, off roading. Going to be doing some uh, gun range shooting, doing all all the fun times. So hopefully, you bring a change of clothes before you go to work. That absolutely, we'll do. Yeah, but um, no, I <laughs> promise you, next Wednesday when we do our show, if it, either next fr- next Wednesday or next Friday. I will be doing the Godzilla Challenge live on our Facebook gotcha. and embarrass the hell out of myself. 
Well, and um, I'm gonna be trying. Believe me. Look at look at this paper. Look how crumbled up and uh, deteriorated it's it is. Fucking sad, bro. Yeah. I won't be around for that embarrassment. You're not going to be around for that? No. All right. Well, Jesse, <laughs> I'm going to need you to uh, get my back on that one. But let's dive in back with uh, Crescendo, man. Uh, once again, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Uh, thank you for, how would I say it? Just like opening up with us, man. This is yeah. this is really, really cool getting to know you a little bit more. And like when I met you, like I said, I was a little tipsy, but uh, you woke me up. You got me out of that funk. And I'm like, you know what? There were other artists there. Mm-hmm. And talented, but they kind of, like, kept me in that drunk phase. Like, there wasn't anything that, like, was catching my attention. And you saw my Snapchat that day. I had a lot of people on there. I don't know what the fuck when that was. I, was, <laughs> I look at Snapchat, and I'm like, oh, okay. Close. That's the end of it. <laughs> well, no, because you see, because majority of the time, if you go on my Snapchat, I'm either at a bar or I'm a little little event. I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So he's like, oh, this, this motherfucker's always again, always out, always out. So skipping through my stories. Yeah, of course. That's what I have to do, bro. <laughs> you have like fucking a million stories for one day. It's like, God damn, bro. And hey, I mean, it's early. We still got time to make some more stories. Tonight. Nah, bro, I'm good. Okay. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but no, um, going back to you, bro, uh, what are like the next upcoming projects with you? Like, what, what do we have to look forward to from you? Well, uh, upcoming, uh, I definitely am I'm going to go work with... Um, my best friend again on a, some latin urban maybe trap and experimental songs i want to do some some different music just to not to make me relevant or anything like that but really just experiment with music what i like about him is he's very like music oriented yeah. so he's like so he'll hear melodies in his head he plays the sax he plays the keys so it's definitely some it, it's because he has that Latin spin on it, it's it's just a little bit of flavor. Yeah. Um, and then um, I'm I'm gonna continue working with Naladeus on the original project that we started out. Okay. Um, the original project that we started out with is called Deadly. Uh huh. Um, I released the intro to it and I released one of the tracks from it. So like, I teased everyone. But I haven't dropped it yet. It's like the the chronic, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> he's like, I just pulled a fucking Dr. Dre on you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we we shot the the music video in uh, New York, you know, okay. for Identity. It was really dope. Um, it was funny. I you know I ran into a friend and I was like, oh man, I see you putting out music videos. He goes, I see you putting out films. Like, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, like, now nah, my boy um, uh, filmed it. His name's Andrew. Um, nasty with, with cinematography. He's also a nasty rapper as well. Gotcha. Um, so, like, as far as, like, I think that's that's an, another thing. I went into this, like, whole idea of, like, me working on my next project. So I surround myself with a lot of talented people. Yeah, yeah. I hang out with talented people. And actually, I started, like, really getting into the Orlando scene by doing an Orlando blog. So okay. the Orlando blog was called Ozone Effect. All right. So you've been in the hip-hop scene. You already know they call it Ozone. Yep. And so, because they call Orlando Ozone, they didn't want to go with O Town because that sounds like Mickey Mouse. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm, well, Ozone I'm, uh, is where it's at for yeah. hip hop, at least. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it started with Ozone, and then I, I was like, well, what what is the effect that the, the music is creating? You know what I mean? And so, with Ozone Effect, I, I created this platform where I would repost 
almost everybody, anybody and everybody that did uh, Orlando hip hop. Yeah. And um, not even just hip hop. I would play singers. I would do um, go to rock shows. Um, the rock scene is is really small, but it's still like there. Actually, it's it's pretty big out it's, here. It's like, Surprise like, as, as like you know, as far as like continuously doing gigs, I know a, f- a few bands that are like sticking with it and that are really killing it. Yeah, um, that are linking up with you know WJRR and doing their thing. But it's it's tough. Like it's one of those things that like you got to know somebody in a rock band, just like the hip hop scene. I be honest, if you if you if you meet someone in the hip hop scene. It'll unravel a whole mess of people that you were like, what? Yeah. Um, what's really funny is um, how you come across, like, um, as far as, like, what I noticed about the scene out here um, for music. Like, uh, the rock scene, um, I feel like there's a little bit more of a a true, like, like, I feel like there's an actual brotherhood there. Yeah. I feel like the hip-hop scene, on the other hand... It is the killer be killed, and it doesn't matter if you're a part of the a, a part of the ozone or not. Like, if I don't if if I don't fuck with your music or if I don't fuck with your vibes, I'm not fucking with you, bro. Oh, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I noticed that like was a big, um, a big a big thing that was out here. Do you feel that uh, producing music in the hip hop industry is one of the hardest, or is there other categories of music itself that are much more challenging nah, I think than hip hop itself? Producing itself in general is just a fucking, it's, it's, a, w- it's, a, it's a really big thing. Like, how many people out there aren't writers? How many people out there aren't actual producers? Mm-hmm. How many people can't play an instrument? Like, there are fucking tons of people playing instruments, writing music, whether it's hip hop. With I've written fucking country songs, for crying out loud. Yeah, it's just one of those situations. If you're a producer, you're a producer. Yeah, I think I think if you're a producer, you have I think a little bit more range to who, what you can do. You can work with singers. You can work with rappers. You can work with poets. You can work with doing scores. You, you know, know what I mean? Where it's going. Um, I feel like there's a difference though between a hip hop producer, a hip hop producer quote-unquote, um, and then an actual producer. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between a beat maker and an actual producer, someone who's going to guide you, someone who's actually going to show you, like, yo, this is this is good. This is where your attitude needs to be. Mm-hmm. This is where your cadence needs to be. This is where you need to start. This is the marker. This is how I'm going to teach you how to get these things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Compared to an actual, like, beat maker who's like, yo, I'm... Yeah. Be together. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> I think. I think what's tough. I think because if, if if we want to compare beat makers and then you get into the MCs versus rappers, like there's oh, a whole thing. There's, there's tons. Of, there's tons of rappers, but the finding a direction is really tough if you're an artist. Like if you don't have a circle of friends with you, you can fall into this cycle where you might not want to do music, and then if you do do music. And and you have a circle of friends, they can gas you up when you're terrible. You oh. know what I mean? Like you could have people make you feel like you're amazing. I've seen those. Oh, people. Yes, like, man. Yeah, yes, man. I've you know seen those people. All and the over thing the is, like, uh, you know, I, I've noticed like certain trends with certain artists, and um, you know, they'll pack out a show and they'll be terrible. But the thing is, um, at the end of the day, like I've always been. Um, someone to just just always be reflective that okay if i'm not if if, if the show's not packed or if my my people aren't there you still gotta do your show i still gotta do my show as if there's 
as if there's twelve people or twelve hundred. Twelve hundred, exactly, and 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 that the music is not just. I think the music is for the one, not the one thousand. Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, wow, and, that's and 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 what's difficult nowadays is people want to do it for the followers. People want to do it for the gram. People, um, you know, it's sad because you know I I, I brought up Christian hip hop because I've seen certain um, artists do it just to. Because they couldn't make it with secular music. They couldn't make it there, mm-hmm. so they came here. Or they're doing it, and then once they get famous or get some, some type of traction, they'll fall back on their message yeah. and fall back on who they are. Gotcha. And um, that's why I was like, when when I'm doing my music, I, I've never, like, even though, like, boom bap is not the popular thing right now, mm-hmm. like, it's it's what I love to do. And, and I wanted to convey out on the music. I got my three-year-old son bobbing his head to music that you know maybe he would have never heard if i was just the radio listener you know what i mean if i was just mainstream media like you know he's he's you know he he knows all the songs to you know paw patrol but then he's also bobbing his head to you know uh you know what i mean like you know what i mean like it's 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 beautiful because like my daughter got my first album and now he's got this album so it's like it's it's crazy. It's funny. I, I haven't exposed my daughter to any of my music, but I've let her adventure out on her own, mm-hmm. and it turns out that my daughter is a lot more like me than I expected. Um, <laughs> I like open up my uh, so whatever she downloads on her iPad to her iTunes, it's gonna download onto my iTunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day I like open it up and I find you know this band called Ice Nine Kills, and I'm like the hell is this i play it and it's a metal song and it's creepy as hell because it's it's called it is the end wow and it's about it and it's literally this really creepy intro with this guy singing who's supposed to be it and he's like talking to the little boy georgie and then it gets chaotic and so i like heard it and i was like wow this is insane like this is something that i would naturally listen to i didn't download this so i asked my daughter and it's something that she listens to. <laughs> so it's good. Like what you're saying is when you see your children developing and seeing those things mm-hmm. and becoming a part of that, a part of a world that you can now relate to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's fucking beautiful, truly. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, with the tour, I'm going to be doing like mainly, I'm going to be doing bars and lounges. Yeah. So, you know, of course my kids can't go to those, but like like I was doing with the open mic and, and the different things that I did there, like... I'm able to take the kids there, and they're able to. What I do at the end of of some of my open mics, we do an open mic cipher. Yeah, and I'm challenging the artists, and the artists are like, "I don't, I don't freestyle." I'm like, <laughs> "Nah," and, I'm like, and I was like, "Let's let's keep it rolling." See, so that's my biggest thing is like, um, for me, as I don't freestyle. Yeah, like, I'll, t- I'll tell you just like that. Like, I don't freestyle. The reason why I don't freestyle is because that's not my brain being activated. Truly, my activation comes from me sitting and actually truly reflecting and being able to. Um, put pen to pad. Would you say it's focus energy? Because with freestyling, I mean, yeah, it, it, you know, th- thinking off the off the top of your See, head. See, so free, like freestyling, thinking off the top of the head, it's like, like each line will come, but it's not this constant flow that you're used to. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, it's like it's not the constant flow that I'm used to, where I'm someone who spits double time and I flip words. Mm-hmm. So it's like being able to do that type of shit off the head isn't something that's relatively 
like, oh, I'm just going to do this and do it. Yeah. Like, you know, like that just it's it's not it's not consistent for me. Yeah. Compared to me actually sitting down and writing some shit out and mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm able to give you that double time or that triple time. And then all of a sudden flip some words in the midst of it all. And you're like, wait, what? hold on. Let me go back. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say that? Like, you know, where you'll say some shit like um, where like I was just talking about earlier. There's a there's a line where I said, um, for the right price, your dope life can be lifted to its top heights. Now your top dog and your top dog got you topped off for your spot dog. Like, yeah. like that type of shit right there. It's like, wait, hold on. For the right price, your dope life can be lifted to its top heights. Now your top dog, but your top dog got you topped off for your spot dog. Yeah. Is it basically like, talking about selling out? No. Legit. It's the street life. You go up from being like like for the right price, your dope life, right? You obviously make money, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. become the you become the biggest dope man on your block, right? Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you got that money, right? And your top dog, but now your top dog, which is your man on the side, gets you topped off for your spot dog. So he's aiming for you because you're the top dog. So you go for the, you go for the top, yeah. And in the process, you're 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 getting rid of people along the way. Mm-hmm. Then once you're at yeah, the top, yeah, because not everyone could be at the top. So then once you're at the top, now your best friend is because like the way the way I translated that that right there. Yes. So so, so say the first for, uh, for, first two lines again. You, you it's for, for the, the right price, for, your dope life can be lifted to its top heights. Now I, I I took that as for the right price, basically you know, in a sense like what are you giving to get to that? that, that yeah, that, that, that's that, and that's 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 even deeper because you're so, you're saying. He's he's talking about selling out. Yeah, you see, and that's, and that's not, not, even, not even selling and, out. And, but like, okay, or, yeah, in a sense of selling out. But like, are you giving your soul to get to this next level? See now, because I, look, yeah. and I'm not talking selling out was a nicer way of saying. Yeah, it. you yeah. know what I mean. Like, and but the, it's true though. This, you, you, this you, industry you say, is like that. Because there, oh, no, there are the artists. Industry, the industry is fucking is is a monster on its own. Like, I've been in, like, from seeing like what the hip hop industry looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, to seeing what the metal industry looks like, it's typically not different from one another. Like there are people that are sitting up in those fucking those those record labels that are like, get them in and get them out, get them in and get them out. They got the goods right now, but we're it's just got an expiration but date. exactly, and everyone's got an expiration date to them. Yeah, no one's no one like if you look at music right now, what's the last song that you heard? That was played on the radio. That you were like, "That's going to be a fucking classic." <laughs> yeah. When was the last time that you've heard a song and you were like, "That's a fucking classic"? I'm actually trying to think right now. You know why you can't say that? Why? Because of the fact that nothing that you've heard on the radio is a fucking classic. You know. You know. I okay. I'm gonna say this one, and I know it's may, maybe it's cliche, but like. When Adele came out and her voice with with Hello and 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 the songs like Rolling that, in the Deep, Rolling in the Deep, that was crazy because everyone's yeah. like, but once again, like, but that, is that classic though? Like, because the is thing it, is, you is might gonna, not even you a, might not talk about it. See, and that's the it's thing. A hit. It's, it's yeah, it's a hit, but is it going to stand the test of time? That's true. Is it going to be a fucking like? Let's talk about Adele, right? That's supposed to range in that pop R and B realm. Yeah, right. 
But you think that people are going to put her next to someone like Gladys Knight? Do you think they're going to put her in the same um, context as someone like a Whitney Houston? No. Do you think they're going to is, – Is that society itself categorizing uh, her just because of her appearance or because of what she's actually delivering? No, I'm talking about the music. No, fuck the appearance. Fuck all – like, fuck the appearance. Fuck everything. Because, I mean, like, like some of, cause some of those old classics, those people weren't – they weren't lookers. Yeah, we're they not weren't. talking about okay. the looks. We're talking about the actual <laughs> and that, That's what itself. I wanted to clarify. Like, that. you know, like, when you have songs like – so, for instance, it's like, let's go ahead and let's talk about, like, an artist like Tory Lanez, right? Tory Lanez is putting out mad music right now, mm-hmm. right? And he and it's and it's good, but it's good for the time. Is it like and he's supposed to range that R and B hip hop feel? Well, let's go ahead and look like let's look back at someone who did R and B and funk. Let's look at Luther Vandross. You guys never heard that song? Um, Never too much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys know that shit. <laughs> you know, you guys said, yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you think that? No. Ten no, years from no, now, no, someone's gonna be like, no. like your child's stop, gonna be like, stop, exactly. Stop, stop. You see what I'm saying? Dude, That's the stop. idea of classics. Well, and and it's sad because even even people like um, let's say Bruno Mars. And here's 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 that here's that problem. Like you said that, and immediately I'm just gonna jump right into it. Bruno Mars is against it? Michael Jackson. No, hell no, hell no. no. There's so many reasons why. You wanna know why? Because you can't, you can't try to do something that's already been done, and be <laughs> okay. a, and then be a classic artist at that point. All right. All right so since you're a hip hop head, Drake. No. Oh uh, well, well, I because I know. No, and, and I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be really honest with you. Go for Tell it. Tell me why. Drake has gr- Drake. Drake makes great songs, right? But no. let's but let's get no, to, but no 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 no. Drake can make hits for days. I will not. I I can't take that away from him. But what are people really getting out of it? What are people getting out of it besides the one night that they're going out, that they're turning on this track, and they're like, yo, let's bump this shit because this shit goes hard. But then after that, are they going home, popping on Drake and sitting down like, yo, let me listen to this right now. Let me listen to his lyrics. No. No. <laughs> ain't nobody doing that. That's, well, like, that's like going, yo. I'm not going to lie. Dude, I'm not going to lie. When I like a song. Like I really, really feel a song. But your thing is though, it's it's f- like here's here's I, and I hate to be this person that no, does this. Go by all means. But unfortunately to me, someone like you is null and void. Your 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 idea of it, and the only reason why I say that is because of the fact that you like hits. I you do. You are someone who strictly sticks to hits. I do. And no, but there is but there is my side of music that not a lot of people listen to. There is a different side of my flavor that I don't expose myself to. That I don't expose to other people. Because, like, right now, if, if I were to pull out and just start playing James Taylor, that right there is music to me. Yeah, but that's but – that's, but you see, when you, when, you, when you play James Taylor, you want to know what I want to do? Uh, I want to go to sleep. Yeah. And it's not because it's bad music. It's just because of the fact that that's the mood he puts me in. Yeah. Like, there's, yep. not, there's not a single artist that I haven't listened to. Like, if there's an artist that I haven't listened to, it's more likely that it's relevant to, like, nowadays. Mm-hmm. But literally, I've literally listened to fucking – John Luke Ponty, which is a fucking jazz violinist from the fucking seventies, you know, to like fucking I'm listening to a German artist right now <laughs> from fucking like Germany who who does like hip hop, like it's weird hip hop. Yeah. Mind you. You know what I'm saying? Like I literally listen to everything, and the only reason why I try to listen to everything is because Well you you have to embrace all, all would, levels and all yeah. aspects of music. You have to because exactly. yeah, Okay, so so here's my take on Drake, right? He's not a good singer. I don't know. And he's not a good rapper. But 
<laughs> There's a but. Together, he's half but at both of them. So, like, it's it's just enough of both to where he holds a note and he's got well enough writers that he could just pump out these hits. And the thing is with him, like, even his voice isn't even that, that incredible. It's just different. And I think that's, like, the only thing that gave him his edge. Because, like, when you listen to, like, So Far Gone, though, that's a whole different Drake. When I heard, when I heard Drake, to be honest with you, I'll be exactly honest. The exact words that came out of my mouth, because I was talking to my best friend. He was like, yo, put Drake on right now. Listen to this. Tell me what you think. Put on, I put it on. It was that song, um, You're the Best. Right? Ugh. So when I heard that song, yeah, you see, you see, the first time I heard that shit, my reaction to that was, I don't know how they genetically engineered fucking a child between fucking uh, Kanye West and Lil Wayne, but they've managed to do this shit. Yo. That was legit. Oh, my, my response gosh. to that shit. Mind blown. Because that's exactly what he is. Yes. If you listen to him, like, you listen to fucking, like, Kanye West, and that was literally right after 808s and Heartbreaks. Yeah. And then you hear Little Wayne, which was a Millie. There was there, it was just this explosion of like Drake. Well, remember, well yeah. I wouldn't even say Millie. I mean, remember uh, Little Wayne's been out since Cash Money. Yeah, and that was he was he was trash. <laughs> the block is hot, man. He was trash, bro. <laughs> like I'm sorry, you're not gonna be like, oh yeah, no, he was he was top it, notch. Well, no, that, that a little Wayne like wasn't wobbly. yeah the the when he it was having, the mixtapes. It was the mixtapes that got him out of that. What I feel really put him on on was when he. I'm gonna say it. They brought a Ghost Rider on. Yeah, we all know that Gilly the Kid. Gilly the Kid exposed him. The first time I heard. Lil Wayne, I was like, all right, he's about to blow up, was when I heard We Taking Over, no, which was like DJ Khaled's first fucking like worldwide phenomena, phenomenon hit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. he came on, he was like, feed me, um, feed me rappers or feed me beats. Like that shit right there, I was like, okay, yeah. he's, he's going to do something right now. Because God damn it, like literally everyone who was coming after that, you were just like, okay, they, they're, they're really trying to like – pivot off of this personality i'm gonna i'm gonna name two artists right now that aren't in my opinion i don't think they are like huge mainstream but they've made their effects in the mainstream uh department i gotta say gambino and lil dicky childish gambino has never made his mark in the mainstream market his songs have never been played on the air yeah they have yeah, redbone 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 but that's that's not even that's not not him rapping though that's exactly we're talking about like oh yeah no, no childish no. Gambino rapping. No, Welcome of course. I mean, you you will not hear <laughs> freaks and geeks on XL. You won't hear. Yeah, like that's what uh, I'm saying. Like we're talking about shit like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I feel like well, that's, I I say in the, yeah. in the sense of like the mainstream. Yo, what's going on, Derek? Oh, Derek's on. What's up? Uh, in regards to mainstream, the fact that yeah, he broke through. You know, being a comedy writer, being able to yeah, but be, there's there's so much more to that. Like he's legit. A hip hop writer. He's a fucking singer. He's a fucking musician. He's a goddamn. He and he produces. Like you can't. Well, the list goes on and on beyond. After that, I mean, the, exactly. It, but but the thing is, it's he doesn't get the credibility that he deserves. Mm-hmm. That's like he's one of those artists that I'll look at and be like, "Fuck yo, this dude is actually nice." And it's not just his right. It's it's not just his like raps or the producing. It's literally what he says. Mm-hmm. 
he literally plays off of his actual comic, his comedy routine yeah. in his music. Like when you could say like uh, when he said some shit like um, um, my green is in the groceries, like um, he said some shit like about like he said some shit. Um, um, oh, uh, you're, you're talking about freaks and geeks. No, no, no. But he does have a line in there. But he does have like he says some shit about like. Um, I always loved his production. Yeah, no, his and that's and it's all him. That's the sickest shit about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like people don't realize like that's a that's he's the definition of an artist that should get like put on. Yeah, he should have popped. He's just like another fucking J Cole. J Cole did all his own productions. Gambino did the same shit. Mm. Guess what? Gambino gets no love. Only reason why is because of the fact that he started in TV. Yep. What's your take on uh, Gambino? Well, I, I I've loved Gambino, especially Freaks and Geeks. That's, yeah, that's like um, it's one of those that like if you're into like underground hip hop, but you still want to be like, I wouldn't say current, but like just like okay. See, here's the thing: there's a lot of underground artists that will stick to like the same style format. Yep. Same format and the same beats <clears throat> and not experiment. And the thing is, I love when artists experiment. That's why, like, even on my own album, I sing, even though I don't sing. People no, are like, you know, like, why'd you do that? You know, you could have just had someone else sing. I was like, you know what? I want to, like, think outside the box. I want to exactly. do something different. And the thing is, like, I may not be the best singer, but the song that I wrote forever, like, that was to my wife. The idea was you knew how it was supposed to sound. So when the fact that you knew how it was supposed to sound, you manifested the actual vocal range and knew what it was supposed to be. This is one of those things that I'm now feeling more comfortable with. I would have never, like, for a metal band, I'd sing all day. Mm-hmm. But for, like, a hip-hop album, I would have never sang. But right now, and everything that I'm doing right now is because it's a little bit more personal. It's actually me diving into who I am and looking at the darkest shit in my life while coming out and exposing everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's more along the lines like that. But when you hear like artists like childish Gambino who can sing, who can rap, who yeah. can produce, who literally does everything. And yet they get, they don't get the actual notoriety that they should get. That's where I feel like, yo, this is a, uh, this is where like he, he spoke about it. He spoke about it in songs before. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and then, that shit. then let me steer you in towards the end of this uh, end of uh, end of tonight. I want to get your opinion on Lil Dicky. What's your take on him? <laughs> <laughs> I think that he's an act. I think that he's a gimmick. I think that he came into the to the hip hop world understanding that he had a particular talent. And he's using it, and he has legitimately exposed it to his benefit. He's got a fucking TV show now. Yeah. Like, like not for nothing, and I'm going to be really honest, that's white privilege for you. (laughs) (laughs) Legit. Because the thing is, like, okay, so, like, even just for, like, five seconds, I don't want to do this, but you compare Childish Gambino to Little Dicky. They're both comedians. Yeah. They both rap and they both get serious in their raps, and they both like. Why doesn't Childish Gambino have a show? But the thing is, for me, he does. I mean, he had he, he was Atlanta. on a he show. Has Atlanta. But, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like yeah, that's true. But, Sorry, but, but like, but, 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 but like a more like. But he was already that, there. Yeah, yeah. He, already, the thing, yeah like, he started like, with TV. Let's get serious. Let me do some rap, and oh, you let's know what? get let serious. Me bring these together. Let me do that's some true. comedy today, and then I'm like, yo, I'm gonna rap, and I want to put my want to put my comedy in my rap. Uh huh. You think they're gonna give me a fucking show? Yeah. No. Like legit, like. Like he managed to turn his music videos into com into comedy, and then managed to go, and then all of a sudden, like someone was like, "Yo, this is actually really fucking smart. Let's go ahead and pick this up." <laughs> but you know, I think okay to you know, even just give him an ounce of defense. I'm glad that he's never tried to say he was hardcore in any of his music. Oh yeah, no. and the thing no. is, he literally ousted himself. But it's the, it's almost uncomfortable, though. I, I'm gonna be it, honest; it's it, it's uncomfortable. This, this is and, and this is what that's what that's this why is, this is why a lot of people have a problem with this type of shit nowadays. Like especially a, a lot of the old school artists, and then you have a lot of the new school artists that are talking about this shit, which is the actual, uh, um, you know, it's the appropriation of the culture. Mm-hmm. It's like you use the culture to elevate yourself to another level. And then now all of a sudden you have this TV show. What about the niggas that was already doing it beforehand? And like for real, like why? Like how isn't that like when old dirty bastard was around? <laughs> that dude was fucking comical to shit. Why didn't he have a show? You're right. And the thing is, it's not only that. It's like it's centered around his same comedy, and he's just not going to be rapping. Yeah, well, so no. it's not like his like, oh, this is my show. I'm going to be rapping on my show. Yeah, like, what's going on, Hansi? Like, which you know, I can kind of understand that because like uh-huh. sometimes the artists will get on there and they'll like, okay, this is my like, what they'll do with hip hop is like they did with like lyricist lounge and stuff like that. Like, yeah. just like make a, a routine out of it, like wilding out, mm-hmm. like literally like. Let's take battle rap and and let's make a show around it because Worst it's thing already I've ever seen in my life to be honest with you. <laughs> and but. I mean, you you've been around long enough to know about grind grind time and then knowing seeing caffeine now pop up. You know what I mean? Like, and artists getting their names on caffeine and all that yeah. stuff and getting verified yeah. as a battle rap artist. Um, no, no offense to battle rap battle rappers. It's just um, it, it's so funny because like I always think of this meme like. Two guys are in separate parts of the world writing poetry against each other. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and and, that's and they're thing. writing the most hard shit they could yeah. possibly think of. Like, you know, you know, ripping each other a new one. But like, it's at the end of the day, it's like it's still poetry. You know what I mean? Like, so like, you know, I I don't I I can never be a battle rapper. Like I I like I think I I take it too personal. I'd be like walking off stage like. Why? Why does he feel that way? Nah, but the I funny part is, the funny part is, I've seen battle rappers like tear each other apart, and then afterwards they're in the parking lot. Like, hey, that was a good line. I, I, I get you, bro. I'd be like, <laughs> bro, I'm about to fucking shoot this nigga. You gonna talk about shooting me? I'm, I'm about to light this nigga. <laughs> no. but, but, speaking, it, but speaking of lighting shit up, uh, we've got to light some stuff up in a little bit. But uh, crescendo. Uh, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate diving into you, diving into your music. And um, please, the the floor is yours. Plug away. Where can people find you? Yes, you can find me at I am Crescendo. Um, that's IG, Facebook, um, Twitter. I am Crescendo. Um, you could also find me at IamCrescendo.com. dot com, and then um, on Spotify, Crescendo. I, I know um, there might be like a Japanese band named Crescendo. <laughs> um, but- 
Um, you can find me on Spotify. Just look up Conversations with Constellations. It's a pretty unique title. Um, and, you know, like I say with everybody, like, it, it's say less and be more. Like, it's as simple as that. And I'm not trying to just plug plug the album, but really be real with it. Um, and as I go on this tour, like I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, it's going to be eight we city. You, we wish you the best on that, man. Eight city tour in, um, in Florida. So, um, it's, it, I, I told myself I'm, I'm tired of waiting and I'm just going to do it. So, um, find me at I am crescendo anywhere. Um, and you know, even if you just want to chop it up and talk, um, of course I'm also a person that loves to help people out in the industry. And if you ever want advice or know where to start i'm i'm definitely happy to help that's beautiful man thank there you, you so much billy go ahead yo what's going on guys you guys know if you guys want to find me you guys can find me on ig that's going to be at b.anthony85 that's b.anthony85 uh this is patricio aka rocky uh join us on sunday as we do uh sunday fun day with don price we're going to be out there with him chilling with the goats and uh he told me this uh what was it last night that he's got about 30 chickens right now running around He's got the goats, he's got the dog, he's got the chickens, and oh, there's a surprise when we get there. His name is going to be Old McDonald soon enough. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, check us out on there, and uh, we're going to keep going with the whole, uh, uh, with uh, local music, local artists here in Orlando. And I got to say, Don Price himself is an artist in regards to the way he delivers history to the people of Orlando. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, so if you're not, always remember, if you're not laughing, you're not living, live every day to the fullest, but always do it. With a side of chaos. Oh, my God. You scared me for a second. I think forgot the line. <laughs> With a side of chaos. Beautiful. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>